We got a jam-packed show for you this evening as Mike Gallo, former Houston Astros, stops by to talk all things World Series and apparently DJing kids' birthday parties or something like that. Plus, Mongo and Chad the Marker still stuck in a movie theater as the NBA tips off this week. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie and Mongo. And we got a full house and I'm, I'm glad to see you guys. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. We had uh, Mike Gallo join us earlier. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit of baseball and Mike's got a lot of energy, does he not? I wish I had that energy. Well, he, what do you, how old do you think he is? Like late 40s? 25. He, he, he acts 25. <laughs> he, I love Mike. He, he's got so much energy. We we tried to get him last week and uh, he, two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago he's always got stuff going on and you know he's out on the west coast and we do appreciate him making some time for us but he's a big Packers fan and for being a baseball guy Boo. Biggie Mongo I know you're a Bears fan I'm sorry you guys weren't on the interview but for a guy being a baseball guy the amount of knowledge he drops on the NFL in such a succinct short amount of time was pretty impressive yeah I mean he's breaking down their corners and. Telling us why the, the the Raiders? No, it was the Christian Watson. Sorry. Oh yeah, he he hates Christian Watson because he's not like that guy's going to go up and fight for the ball. He wants more effort. They out need of a veteran receiver. He's not. He's is he already Jordan out Love. on Jordan Love? No, 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 no. We we asked him, but he 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 said the defense is playing good, the skill players aren't doing what they need to, and the offensive line is definitely a problem. So he. He wants to see Jordan Love be able to do more, and he just feels like the lack of running game is killing him right now. Did you ask him what he thought about Matt LaFour? I did not. That would have been the next question to ask. Just because first three years, NFC title game, then you fall way off with Rodgers last year, and now look at where you are. We well, only had limited time, uh, Biggie, because he was already firing up the Halloween hits. Yeah, ah. he, he was going to play some, uh, what was the song? always feel like somebody's watching me he was going there early man i thought he was going monster mash he probably will play that he said he's got to keep a pg oh this show is not PG. monster mash is pg it is that's what i said he'll probably play monster mash okay i hate that song by the way just very catchy i, I just feel like i've it's heard a, it it's okay a billion times and i'm just i'd be fine if i never heard it again is I, that the uh mariah carey version of a halloween song I don't know if anything's that level of obnoxious, but, uh, you know, that time's almost here. When you hear Monster Mash being played, Mariah's being thawed out. When when will you see or hear the first Mariah Carey Christmas song? Will it be November 1st? I mean, I was going to say definitely before Thanksgiving, but November 1st? That seems a little uh, early. Maybe I'd say the first week of November sometime. I feel like I've been gaslit to just expect it the day after Halloween. I can feel it now. It's, she's yes. coming out of the ocean. It's like Godzilla. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. All right, so we got a ton of shit to talk about tonight, man. We It's Thursday. We got the game on the, in the background. It's the uh, Bucks and the Bills. Right. Uh, we don't feel good about either of these teams right now. We'll talk about the NFL because we got a, a West Virginia connection with Mongo's Bears. That's right. I love that. We're gonna, love we're gonna, it. We're going to talk about that. We mentioned in the opener we got the NBA kicked off. You guys know I don't watch the NBA. I did watch some this week, so I'm excited to talk about the limited amount I got to see. Uh, we also uh, have our pop culture stuff we always get to. 
Mongo, you and I uh, just walked out of the movie theater uh, just now to yes. do the show. It's finally over. Yes. We've been there since last Friday. Who's president now? Who won the election? I believe it's Calvin Coolidge. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and then, man, it was a bad week for betting. Like, I, we all just bit the, the, I don't know what you want to say. Biggie, uh, how do you how are you feeling right now, man? Like it was just a rough week on bets. Worst week I've ever had, ever. Yes, I don't know if I believe that. No, the worst week ever. Everything that should have went one way went the other way. Look at something as simple as uh, San Francisco on Monday night. There's a point in that game where they're down 13 points to the Vikings, who have two wins against two really bad teams. Prom time, Kirk Cousins. Yep. He, he balled out, man. He did. That primetime Kirk Cousins thing is such a bull strip thing. <laughs> Look at his numbers over it. A lot of times you play in primetime, your team may or may not be good. The other team is usually good. Like if you're a quarterback who puts up big numbers, blah, blah, blah. In primetime games, both teams are expected to be good. So if you play 13 of them and you're 5 and 8, well, you, you play 13 teams against their playoff teams. Like, I don't know. It, it's a separator. Yeah. It, it is. I, I'm with you on that. But, all right, so I want to I wanna start with NBA. Is that fair? Can we start with NBA? Yeah. I also, real quick, at some point, I'd like to go around the table and uh, give our World Series predictions. I want to do that before we go to the Mike Gallo. we didn't get to do that either. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, we're, we definitely got – so, Mike Gallo interview, uh, we definitely dive into baseball, but we'll get Mongo Biggie and we'll kind of chime in there. But So, I, I got to just start with Wimby. Did, did, you, did you watch it? Did you see Wimbyana? Are you impressed? Is he a Hall of Famer already? What what What's your take? And are you rooting for the Spurs this year? You guys tell me. All I saw were a couple of the highlights in his final stat line of like 15 points, five rebounds. Saw where he uh, had a little bit of foul trouble early in the game, but the pop interview afterwards said he was happy with what he did in his minutes. Did any of you guys actually watch that game? I didn't see that game. I was um... – I didn't watch any basketball yesterday. I did watch opening day in basketball, but I'm high on Wimby. I'm telling you, I said before, he's going to be a, at least a 10-time All-Star. He has the skill set. The man can shoot. His eight-foot wingspan. He's out there blocking people. It like doesn't look real. Crazy block shots on the perimeter like it's nothing. Well, there's a deal out there right now you can bet on for will he or will he not lead the league in blocks. And they're talking, you know, oh, Rudy Gobert protects the rim, that kind of thing. Then they'll show clips of – Wimby, where he'll be in the paint to protect, and as you start to shoot, like Chad just said, he's so weirdly long, Man. he'll block your jump shot. So I oh, did yeah. I did watch the first half, and I the first offensive possession that Dallas had, he had a block, and it was a guy that pulled up for like a 22-foot jumper, and Wimby had like one foot in the key. And, it, I mean, like he doesn't even have to – his defense is able to be so good because he don't have to play on you. Yeah. I mean, he don't even have to jump. Even if he gets beat, he can still recover. Yeah, all the recovery, like, you better hope he's behind the half-court line. Because so, if you're going in for a layup, he can reach you. Yeah, he can fall down and still have more length than most guys. <laughs> you know, like in the NFL, you don't get a sack, but they track QB hits. I wish they would track, uh, like, changed shots. Because I'm not saying he'll, he'll right. have three blocks a game, but I bet you he alters six or seven shots a game. Yeah, He's not even their five. I'm doubling down. I'm telling you, he's he's going to be a generational talent in my mind. And what are, what are the odds that he falls right into Pop's lap? So I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but the thing that gives me hesitation is because he's so weird looking and gangly. 
is it going to hold up? Is he going to stay healthy? If he does, man, the skill set's there. Like, I saw him. He was three for six from downtown. Like, he's not afraid to take the shot. If he put on a little bit of muscle and, and he doesn't have, like, injury with tendons and ligaments, you're probably right. I mean, a, a good comp, only he was bigger, was Yao. But, like, his feet gave away. So, somebody of this size, even though he is skinny, you have to worry about his body breaking down. Because when you're that tall. They said that he gained 18 pounds. Of course, they said pure muscle. From the time that uh, he it's was always drafted until opening night. So, that'll help his frame out. And then, it is weird that he ends up in San Antonio to pop. When the Spurs have that French connection, that's where he wanted to play. They end up, it's like intentional tanking to get him in there. I mean, still, even with putting on the weight, he's like uh, still Kevin Durant sized. He's pretty, pretty thin. Do you know how tall he is? Six foot seven? Or I'm sorry, seven foot seven? No, he's seven four. Seven four. Seven, seven four. four. But still, like, that's, that's taller than Shaq. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. it's. It's like, remember when Porzingis came out and everybody was all high on Porzingis? He was the unicorn. This is the real unicorn. And I, I, I'm convinced that the uh, Spurs own the copyright to the uh, draft lottery. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about, was it last week we were talking about David Stern? Uh, uh, you know, when he the was frozen running, envelope. He was running the league like a uh, mafia boss, essentially. Well, that's back when the NBA was ran right, when it was a good league, when it was watchable. The Spurs? My freaking alien robot, Adam Silver. I want to get into that. Well, I, it's in the notes. Uh, somebody put he's a lizard I person. Did, I so did. I see that. Well, that was a Biggie statement. I was for sure that's what Biggie would put in there. So I'm glad it came from you because that shows the complexity that we bring to the show. But the Spurs have had three overall number one draft picks. You know who they are? David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Wimby. I, how do you get that? Yeah. Holy crap! Well, that one year during uh, Admirals uh, when he got hurt. They they lucked into Tim Duncan and then went on another reign. Well, yeah, they, that's the craziest thing. Like six, seven years into having the number one pick, he's still playing for you. He's an all-star level guy, but in a year of generational talent like Tim Duncan comes out, David Robinson just happens to be hurt and missed a year. You remember the uh, funny thing about that, too, is that's when Greg Popovich decided, oh, we have the number one pick. We're getting Tim Duncan. He was the GM. He fired the head coach, made himself the head coach, and drafted Tim Duncan. Really? I, don't, I didn't know I didn't that. know that. So Pop was the GM before the coach. Yeah, when they tank, when they were wow, they tanked. They and were he hired really himself. That year. He hired himself as the uh, head coach, and Duncan's rookie year was his rookie. Did year. he uh, give away GM duties or just do both? They brought in a GM. I can't remember what his name is. I think Pop's Greg that Popovich Junior. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably just him pulling the. He's the puppet master. Yeah. But so that year they got Duncan. If I'm not mistaken, Sean Elliott was coming off a really bad injury. Not an injury, that but didn't he cancer? Have, I thought. Kidney or something? That was, it was kidney. I think it was did he kidney. have a kidney transplant yeah, like Alonzo Morning did? That's what it was. Yes, yeah, I think Morning when I think kidney. Yeah, I knew Sean, Sean Elliott had the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Avery Johnson was injured and missed like forty games that year. So like they they had three All Star starters on that team that just all were hurt. And like, what's now let's the just add Tim Duncan? That's that's such horseshit. Arguably the best power forward in the history of the league. And, and then they then they go and draft great uh, talent like Manu and Tony Parker yeah. in the next five six years. Like that's just I, I mean we always made the comparison between Pop and Belichick, right? And you know the, the here's the difference, right? Belichick's been struggling without Brady, and and I think Biggie said it last week. He's building a team like he still has Brady, but he doesn't. 
So Pop, this is his chance to kind of reinvent himself and show that he's got that staying power. Does he do it? And like, is there any chance they get even back to the finals while Pop is still there? I think the West is too loaded, honestly. They've they've got to get him some help. I mean, he can't do it by himself. I don't think they even make the playoffs. This they did year. lose to the Mavs, by the way. They don't. They don't have the depth to make a run in the West this year, in my opinion. I, I don't mean, think. I don't even think they get in the play-in tournament. I think they're a play-in at best team this right. year. The West is that deep. Pop is a great coach, but here's the thing about being a great coach: whereas Belichick or Popovich, you got to have the players. When Duncan retired, and they still roll, rolled with uh, Kawhi. They were beating the hell out of the Warriors in the first two games of the Western Conference Finals before Kawhi rolled his ankle. They were right there, still championship worthy. I, I forgot Kawhi about gone. that. He had no talent, so and they've been around like an eight nine or worse spot. I think that they're they're an eight to ten seed to me. The West is just really deep. I'm gonna speak up for Tim Duncan real quick. You Uh-oh. mentioned the best power forward of all time. I think if he was a loud talker, if he was LeBron or Michael Jordan, he might have been in the conversation for goat. I mean, um, he was just a quiet guy. Five titles. He was a quiet guy that had a ton of titles. He shut up and he got the job done. Nice guys finish last, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta know how to you know you gotta be more like Dion, baby. You gotta you gotta sell yourself. But no, you know what Duncan is? He, he's he's a basketball player, like a hundred percent. Like I do think that's an excellent point though, because he gets forgotten or he don't get thought of as maybe the greatest power forward. But when you look at his numbers, the same era as Kobe he had five titles. In six tries, a he won two defensive player of the year, MVPs. MVPs. He never averaged thirty points a game, and, and that's kind of like a benchmark people the look. Thing at. was though, he could have if he wanted. He didn't to. have to. Yeah, he played within the game, and he's one of the best big man passers in history. Like he was, like they were fine. Like when Duncan got the ball at the elbow, like you knew some shit was about to happen. He was rather going to pull up and shoot it. He might put his back to the basket. He could throw it to a cutter. And you had these guards and, and forwards running around and like, what do you want to focus on? Like he was, Duncan is maybe a little underappreciated to your point, Mongo, like because he wasn't flashy, but uh, I don't know. My favorite Duncan highlight ever though, was when he wasn't even on the floor and he was laughing from the bench at um, who was the official biggie. I'm sure you remember, but he was laughing while on the bench and they teed him up. You know what I'm talking about? Was it Steve Javi? It might have been, but he, he got called for a foul, and they took him out of the game, so he was just laughing. And so I think it's because Duncan never showed that much emotion. So when the officials see him over on the bench laughing at the call like five minutes after it took place, and he's done put his warm-up back on, and he's just kind of laughing, and they teed him up and threw him out of the game for it. Actually, it's probably Tim Donahue. That's how he shaved points. That bastard. I'm like, wait, he's not a Vulcan. He's showing emotion. <laughs> the, the mouth. Team up. <laughs> the mouth matters. I mean, if you look at. The mouth does matter. Look at somebody like Dennis Rodman. He's not in the same ballpark as Tim Duncan. Is he a great player? Rodman was a great player. He's not Tim Duncan. But who do you hear talked about more? Dennis Rodman. He was loud. He he's was a flashy. character. Yeah. Well, to that point, Dennis Rodman said that. When he went from being the same player on the court to a guy who dyed his hair and did the dress stuff off the court, he went from making two to three million a year to making ten million a year. Do you know why he dyed his hair blonde? I do not. Do you know why? Anybody? Anybody? Like carpet matches drapes? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I bet Dennis is shaved if I had to guess. But uh, <laughs> the uh, he watched a movie and he was emulating a movie. Wesley Snipes. Bingo! Demolition Man. Nice. 
where the only, only one fast food restaurant survived. What Taco Bell. There you go. See, we got some smart motherfuckers on this show, everybody. Taco Bell Wars. You all should go watch Demolition Man if you ain't seen it in a while. It's, I watched it two weeks ago. Do you know how to use the three seashells? No. I just cuss and get toilet paper. <laughs> John Spartan. Greetings yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and salutations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got Sandra Bullock in that movie, Rob Schneider, and then, uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Leary living on. in the sewer. That's that's great. That's yeah, great, like, is. 90s, just nostalgia right the there. The dude from uh, Shawshank. Oh, the warden. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, the, it was the police chief. But he was the warden in Shawshank. Yeah, 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 yeah. the guy yeah. with the glasses yeah. and all. He was... He was taken aback by right, John right. Spartan's rough yes. exterior. Neanderthal. We're, we're getting down a rabbit hole. We need to finish our NBA discussion real quick. Uh, I told Mr. Brown before we started the show, the Nuggets put an ass whooping on the Lakers. They wanted everyone to know who they still are. Man, I know some teams have made some moves. I, I'm I'm going to be convinced it's still the Nuggets league until they lose. Are they going to go back to the finals? Am I way off? I know it's just – early but man they just they seem to still be that team as long as they're healthy they should be back in finals who in the west is going to knock them off in a playoff series the lakers they kind of retooled but to come out of that game and the big thing to me was that d'angelo russell played like seven or eight more minutes than lebron then the next day it comes out lebron's on a minutes restriction what does he do like 28 minutes a game or something like that so you're counting on AD to play 35 a night. He's brutal. I love the Lakers team on paper, but they won't stay healthy. The Suns, we'll see how they come together. There's only one ball there. Bill hasn't played yet this year. Booker's out tonight. KD's getting older. And then the Warriors, I love as far as a team to watch play offensive ball. But they're old, and I don't think they're kept. They're not championship material. They're old. So I got a situation. We need to have uh, Chris Paul needs traded. To the Sixers for James Harden. Dude, that would be a mess. No, that's what needs to happen. <laughs> you think Harden would fit with the Warriors? No, I mean, yeah, he would be better than Paul. Well, I mean, that that might be true, but I don't know if uh, that's the move you want to make. I mean, if you're going to keep Paul on that team, his ass needs to come off the bench. That's why See, we're, uh, James Harden got sent. He was supposed to go to Philadelphia and work with the team. Didn't go on the road trip because he doesn't want to play. And he's like, forget you guys. And he's actually just down in Houston at the strip clubs, reportedly. Nice. I, I'm sure that's true. Like, I'm not even going to question the source. I just believe that. Where do you put the Clippers? Where do you put them in the West? Behind the Suns. Uh, behind the Nuggets. Behind. So, so many things would have to go right. And, like, Kawhi would have to stay healthy. Paul George would have to stay healthy. They never, neither of them ever do. And your boy Westbrook's going Westbrook, to ball out. Which he did, he did good for he his did. game. He, his um, shot percentage was the highest is, I've if, seen if in If they would all stay healthy with that talent, they could absolutely – I could see like a five seed, but that's if everything goes well. Yeah. I mean, they, their ceiling is probably a four or three four five, maybe. Yeah. I think they're probably a five or six. Well, then you just named all those teams, and you didn't mention Dallas. You see how it works out with Luka and Kyrie. We I don't know what to make of Dallas. To me, I think they took a step back on Kyrie because him and Luka don't mesh well together. And but then, now they had a whole offseason. Maybe they'll be better. We'll I don't see. know. But the team I really liked from last year that I think could take a step forward this year, Sacramento Kings. Why? None of us mentioned them. They were the two or three seed last year. You take another step forward. Mike Brown's an excellent coach, coach of the year last year. He got Sabonis, Buddy Hill, another guy I'm drawing a blank on. They got three really good players there. 
Went six good games last, last year or seven or seven games with the Warriors. They look good last night. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and they're young. They're going to run these old teams out of the building. All right. So let's flip it to the other side. You might be right about Sacramento. I, I don't. Again, I'm not the big follower of the NBA. I, I couldn't tell you all the players you just named, except probably Buddy Hill, just because I remember him in college, and he's hmm. he's one hideous looking individual. But uh, he's go, no Popeye Jones. <laughs> he's he might be in that bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, what about the uh, East? Uh, did you catch anything? I saw the Celtics and Knicks. Uh, Porzingis uh, had a hell Your of a fourth debut. best player scores thirty. That's the thing about Porzingis. There's a reason he got nicknamed the Unicorn when he first came out because he's seven foot four and he can do everything on the offense end from post game to the three point line. I I don't know if he'll sustain Dude, it though. He was healthy last year in Washington, averaged like twenty two points, nine rebounds a game, one block. I, have the Bucks played yet? I haven't seen them at all. I think they, they played play tonight. tonight. They played tonight. And it's so weird how they stagger this like that. Well, I guess weird. they want everybody to get like national TV though. Right. They, they don't want to play all their best teams the first night. I mean, they don't yeah. mix it up. So the Bucks are the first team in 25 years to have the best record in the league and fire their head coach. Adrian Griffin, new head coach, first game tonight. You know who the last team was to replace their head coach? After having the best record in the league. Is Bill it the Jackson. Raptors? Bill Jackson, oh, Bill replaced Jackson. by Tim Floyd. 1998 Bulls. Where's yeah. Tim Floyd at now? I don't know. Not in Iowa. They <laughs> <laughs> plucked him from. Yeah. All right. So, we, we've talked probably the most that we'll ever talk about the NBA all year long. So, everybody calm down. We're going to get to the rest of the show. But, why, uh, why do we got to talk about Adam Silver? So, I watched the uh, ring ceremony. For the uh, Nuggets and the Lakers. Amazing ceremony, first of all. And then you could tell. I mean, we need to look up, not right now or whenever, but I'm curious on how much those rings cost. Because when they would present them to the players, and it's the first time they've seen them, they would, like, lose their minds at how much these rings. Y'all keep talking. I'm going to look. I didn't even see the rings. I'm going like, to see if I can get a cost they, You could tell they were legit like, like, I might be out of the league in three years, but this is going to pay for so much. Eventually, Pawn so, Stars will help them pay their mortgage. They get their championship rings. I know, like, for the Patriots, when they win the Super Bowl, they design their own ring. Does the team design the ring? He present, that's what you're talking about? Like, it, I don't know. I don't like the players design it. I mean, the, the it's management like in the NFL, did. the Patriots, the players don't design the ring like the team yeah, designed but it. But they were huge, like, crazy. Nothing but diamonds. Oh, God. But, so... We know any time a commissioner comes out, like for a ceremony, they get booed, right? Yeah. There's never a cheer. No. So Adam Silver's no different. But I at least feel like you got Goodell, and whether you like it or not, at least Manfred is kind of masculine, right? Yeah. And then you have little weirdo Silver come walking out, like he looks like a praying man. What do you think he looks like without a shirt on? <laughs> to me, he's like the white Gus Fring. <laughs> it's terrible. So they start bringing back the chicken man. Like, I feel like the other ones kind of embrace it, you know, because they know they're the villain, you know. But, like, he's legitimately – I thought the man was going to cry. Yeah, was, Goodell my, definitely embraces it. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite character on Men in Black. Yeah, uh, he, yeah I mean, he's uh, he's got the tiny little universe and the collar of the cat. I mean, yeah. that's that's what he is. Yeah. He's creepy. Like, his, if you watch his mannerisms, dude's not right. Something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker is not real. He's not real. <laughs> I'm glad we have that. I'm he glad that's out, there for us. He to hangs reference. out with Garth Brooks on the weekends. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, 
It's a hundred thousand dollars, by the way. That's how much the ring costs. It one says ring. it says between fifty and a hundred and fifty. One ring a piece. But they won't really say exactly how much. But yeah, so I'm just gonna split the difference in the range and say a hundred k. It looks nice though. It, it should better be that much. Think <laughs> about that. Think about this. Somebody handing you that as a gift. Mm. What do you get for that at the pawn shop? Fifty-five thousand. Yeah, I'll do about three. Was, I was going to say, uh, speaking of Adam Silver, I saw where when they ratify their next uh, meteorites deal, then they're going to expand to 32 teams, so they're going to add two teams. Rumor is Las Vegas and Seattle. Would you guys see any other cities worthy or should get a NBA team? I mean, those are the two front runners, right? It's, I mean, it's them. It's got to be Seattle, right? Seattle, and then like Vegas. Uh, Vegas is a new thing, man. I mean, it's like baseball. Now, now wants the betting it. is all off. Like, there's no rules, basically. Like, yeah, what's the stigma with Vegas now? There's nothing. No. I mean, like, it's it's all hands on deck for Vegas. And they Vegas already, do already does all there. the summer league yeah. stuff. So that's what I was gonna say. You're right. I mean, they're 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 already flirting with it, and might as well. With so many with so many states legalizing gambling. They've got to do something. To they need to relevant. ban that shit. I lost so much money this weekend. I'm yeah. just saying. That was, that was a travesty. You, you, know, you, got, you got to think within five years, Vegas is going to have a major sports team probably in all four sports. Yeah. Well, you got the Knights started it in the NHL. Then you got the Raiders that went there. Is it official Oakland's with the A's? Yeah. yeah. And they already got a WNBA team. Yeah. yeah. Las Vegas A's. Ooh, that's it. How's, how's that? Like I said. Who, who had the parlay bet that we were going to mention the WNBA? Like I said, one of the big four. <laughs> <laughs> they made hundreds of dollars off that. <laughs> yes. Take a look at the fan in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, uh, before we go to the – I want to get the World Series uh, predictions, then we're going to kick it over to the Mike Gallo interview. Uh, I'm sure this came from Biggie. Rank these forwards: Dirk, AD, Rashid, and Chris Weber. Was that you, Biggie? Uh, that's a hockey assist, but yes, it was. It was a hockey assist. All right, I think so, Greg added it, but I asked him to make it. Ah, okay. It was his idea. I just put something together on our. Social so, Mongo, media. I'll, I'll go to you first. Just, just go ahead. Like again, I'm gonna give it to you. Rank them: Dirk, AD, Rashid, and C Web. I'm gonna put. AD should have been better than what he's been. I'm going to put him at the bottom. I'm going to put uh, Chris Weber just above him. Dirk at the top. Who's the other? Uh, <laughs> the guy you're going to put second that you don't know well, who it is? I might switch him. I might <laughs> Rashid. Switch. Rashid, okay. Yeah. I'm going to put Weber ahead of Rashid. All right, I'm going Dirk, I Weber. Agree. I'm going to go Rashid and AD. Okay. Same. Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Go ahead. So, AD. Talent-wise, AD shouldn't be Until right. recently, he was number two in NBA history in player efficiency rating. Now he's like number five. I'm putting him number two because Dirk's number one. Yep. We, we've talked ad nauseum about how Dirk has revolutionized the position. Uh, AD, if not for being unhealthy and playing on a – absolutely trash-ass New Orleans team. We'd probably feel better about him. I put Weber at three. I put Rashid at four. But I could also almost put Sheed at the top if he just would have tried harder. That son of a bitch had the best skill set out of all of them, probably. And he just he, – he liked his ganja too much and didn't work out. And he just – you know, but I love Sheed as a player. He, he was a baller. He, he was so good. He could good. do everything. So good. So you got the list in the correct order, Chad. All right, Biggie. And I agree with you. Had Rashid given a shit, if he had the work ethic of one of these hardworking guys that wasn't as talented as him and had to grind, 
he'd easily be at the top of the list because he was a stretch four before it was a thing. He was before Dirk. He was also an so, elite defender. I'm telling you right now, if I was, I would take C. Webb over AD any day of the week. Healthy AD, he can do everything on the no, offensive end. Yeah, the we're talking healthy AD, yeah. but I, I mean, not it's, healthy. Uh, I'm thinking of each player at their peak healthiness. What What do you like about Weber so much better? I'm just curious. I mean, he he could do everything well. Now he wasn't like an outside shooter, but he had that mid range game. He was a good rebounder, good defender, good passer. He averaged, I'd say, like in the 20s. He was a he was a 2010 guy, consistent yeah. guy. Um, the only thing I didn't like about him was this timeout call. I mean, everything else is great. <laughs> he helped so he doesn't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that you brought it up. Where would Grant Hill be if he stayed healthy? And all <laughs> right. <of that? laughs> what about Eric uh, yeah, yeah, but AD's still and, and playing. Zion. AD's still playing. I mean, he's still out there he doing the, his thing. Well, I mean, he played one game already. So like, <laughs> so it's an 82-game uh, NBA season. Not when anymore. You, when you draft him in fantasy, you're you're planning on 55 games. If I get 55, that's a W. Yeah. Who plays more games, AD or Kevin Durant? Mm. This year? Kevin, mm. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves basketball. Yeah, yeah but he's hurt. Half the year. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. We should put that up as a poll. Yeah, we can do that. Who plays let's more? Let's do that. All right. All right, let's move on. Uh, we, we got Mike Gallo coming up, but we need to ask Biggie and Mongo. And actually, let's get ours out of the way. So World Series prediction. Let's just go around. So we got out of, uh, you know, amazing finishes to the AL and NLCS. The Phillies, who we thought was a team of destiny all of a sudden, they just let the snakes come right back in, and now it feels like the Diamondbacks might be that. The Rangers, though, they put the Astros to bed. I don't know. This World Series could be anything and more. Uh, so let's just – we'll go to my left and go around. Mongo, do you have a dog in the fight? I, I'll, I'll go before you, Mr. Brown. I want you to close it off since you are a baseball guy. I feel like it's the Rangers. The Diamondbacks, they weren't even really supposed to be there at all. They're ahead of schedule. They are way ahead of schedule. I mean, they, they're playing great at the right time. But uh, also, I've seen the Rangers like put up some ridiculous blowout wins, <laughs> even in, even as recently as against the Astros. So, so how many like, games? Mm, I'm going with a sweep. I'm going four games. Ooh, that's, that's bold. Put money on that if you believe that, because I bet that pays a pretty penny. It's going to go six games. The Rangers will win. I love where this series, I saw a stat that said that it's the lowest number of total wins between two teams in the World Series ever. What? And I love it. Really? Well, I think that the, the sense, Diamondbacks though. only ended up winning 84 games. Is that right? When you open up the field, anything's possible. Yeah, that's true. What I love about this is that the Rangers were pretty good. They ended up tied with the Rangers for first, but obviously the, the, or the Astros had the tiebreaker. The Rangers being here, I don't think really surprises anybody. You're really surprised with the D-backs, but... They were in first place at the All-Star break, too. They had a major lull, came back. So, I'm happy they beat the Phillies. When the Phillies beat the Braves, they celebrated like they were going to the World Series. They were doing champagne and stuff. And I thought, man, you sure are celebrating big. For just They've been there before, the too. Series. So, watching them lose two games at home to the D-backs was very enjoyable. And uh, I'll be rooting for the Rangers and Bruce Bochy. I also think it's going to be the Rangers in six. I think the Snakes are going to do enough to be competitive. They got some good talent. They're not going to be a pushover. I don't think it's a sweep. Uh, I don't think it's a five-game series. But give me Bruce Bochy and those bats that have been on fire. 
Uh, but man, I think it's going to be a fun series and worth watching. And if you're not tuning in because you don't know anything about, like, how many people can name five players on the Diamondbacks? Like, not baseball fans, but like just no one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. But uh, I mean, that, that's that's going to hurt viewership a little bit. But I think the quality of play you're going to get on the field is going to be amazing. So both teams were left for dead a matter of a few days ago. So you had the D-backs rolling into Philly, had to win two games in probably the most hostile environment in baseball. They did that. And then the Rangers were up 2-0, gave away three straight to the Astros, and the Rangers had to go into Houston and win two in a row. So both teams were left for dead, basically. They were on the fence, both of them. So then, to me, I'm going Rangers in seven. Um, I love the D-backs bullpen. We talked about it on the show. You get through five innings with your starter. The game's over because they're relievers, six through nine. Thanks for the closer, Biggie. They're great. <laughs> Sorry, Mariners fans. But their lineup isn't as powerful as Texas, obviously. They're more focused it's on – More scrappy. Timely hits, still in those bags. And this is Corbin Carroll's coming out party because the man is a legit stud, and he's probably got a shot to be in the All-Star game for the like, next decade for the National League. Should he be a household name in Major League Baseball now? He will be after the World Series. I can tell you that because he does everything right. You think he's a rookie, correct? He is a rookie. Yeah. So he's a rookie in a small market. So as much of a study as you know that, cause you, you know you follow well love baseball. He's got to be in the in a big moment or on a good team before people are going to get to know him. So I'm glad that he's there for that reason because this, this is coming out big moment. Years. But like if you put a, if you break the teams down, Texas has the the rotation. Texas has the lineup. Texas has the edge of manager. The only thing the D-backs have is the edge in the bullpen. So, honestly, I said seven. I've got to go down to six. You're coming down a little bit. So, for for just uh, entertainment purposes, Mongo, I hope you're right because we all are completely against it being a sweep. And if it comes out, you get to come uh, next week or the week after and be like, I told you so. Y'all can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's send it over to Mike Gallo, former Houston Astros pitcher and our NFL insider of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he had a, a lot to say in a short amount of time. We'll come back and talk some NFL on the flip side. We'll see you after we pay some bills and talk to Mike. Big Timber Brewery and Tap Room is located in the heart of Appalachia, Elkins, West Virginia. Their name pays homage to the surrounding forests and the industry that built the community. Big Timber makes beer we love and enjoy doing it, creating a product that we, our town, and our state can take pride in. What started as a dream became a reality in 2014 when their first keg went out the door. Their commitment to beer and community continues to grow stronger every day. Pick up a pack of Big Timber at your local store today. What up? Ah, there he is. You know what? I know, dude. Hey, I got to make it quick because I'm DJing my kid's party in about, I got to set up in 20 minutes, dude. All right, we're going to make it quick. And, you know, we were going to have you on here last week, and maybe we could still be talking about the Astros being in the postseason of the World Series. But I'm going to say since you didn't come on the show last week, that's what happened. I know, man. No worries, dude. Hey, I'll tell you right now, man, the hottest teams go, bro. I mean, I can't believe the way these playoffs are going because. All the dogs seem to be rolling hard, man, and and um, I, I don't bet on baseball for that reason because you never know, dude. Baseball is one of the greatest sports, and it's so unpredictable. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day, kind of like the NFL in a way, but 
NFL seems to be a little bit more predictable, but it's not against the spread. <laughs> <laughs> no, last week was a bad week oh, for God. sure. And all right, so we'll try to do some uh, lightning round here. So let's just start off with the the baseball playoffs. I, I want to go with uh, the Phillies and the D-backs, man. The the Phillies, I feel like we were a week or two ago talking about like they felt like they had all the momentum. When we was talking to Hammond, it was probably at that point the betting favorite. The right? I mean, they were just the, the team that was hot. And then the D-backs just, man, they kept plugging away. And then those last two games of the series – the big bats for Philly didn't show up, man. Did you see that coming? Are you surprised? And they were like, one for twenty-eight. Man, I, I was in shock, dude. I mean, every I mean, but you got to tip your cap to the pitchers, man. And you know, I'm telling you, today's game back. I feel like I'm getting old, but I guess I am getting old. But we didn't have we had video, but not like instant with these iPads and the dugouts. These pitchers and hitters get real time information instantly right after that bat or a pitcher's done with this inning, he can go see what happened and you know if they want to pull up how they faced Bryce Harper back in the day I mean these pitchers at this point of the season are executing their pitches and that's why they're shut down good hitting and I've always seen I've always said that only because I'm a little biased good <laughs> pitching will shut down good hitting any time of day and uh maybe some of those guys with the big bats were struggling because they felt the pressure and man, those Philly fans, they're rough, dude. I played in front of those guys and I'll tell you right now, if Philly fans are hard on, you know, they're hard on anybody, but if you, if you fail at home, I bet you those Philly players can't even walk the streets right now. Cause they'll get tomatoes thrown at them or something. <laughs> I, I can't believe they didn't rush the field and like want to fight oh, them. Hey, oh, it, it, oh, dude, I'm telling you guys. Yeah. So uh, nothing, I tip my cap to the pitching of Arizona. I didn't see that coming, dude. I mean, the Dodgers saw Arizona 16, 13, 14 times. And, dude, you beat the Dodgers' offense, which is pretty impressive. To me, that should have been a telltale sign. If you could shut down the Dodgers' offense, you, you could shut down a lot of Major League Baseball teams' offenses. And so, at that point, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pumped. I, I'm, I'm actually thinking Arizona has a chance to win this series because, you know, Texas is hot with the sticks. Arizona just needs some timely hitting, but I think this could go six or seven games, dude. I, I don't see it going too easy for the Rangers. I, I mean, I think it goes six or seven as well. What I really like about the D-backs more so than the Rangers is their bullpen. And you, you once you get six innings out of your starter, they have, uh, what's his name, Ginkle, and then uh, Biggie's former closer that got traded for the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, Mariners in a postseason That's race. Ridiculous. Here you go, Arizona. You can but, have uh, those no, dudes rolling. Back of the bullpen. So they're shortening the game. And like you said, they just got some timely hitting. Um, I think we're good to go. And I'm not so sure what we'll see about Matt, Mad Max's series because I think he's up in the air, hit and miss for me. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, I, I, all I know is that I loved, I don't know about you guys, only because the Astros were my former employer. That series with the Rangers and Astros was entertaining to watch. And to me, can I ask you guys this? Maybe I missed it, but brother, Brothers, did you not see a warning issued when Chapman drilled McCormick, who has been on base every inning almost in that game? And they're up by a lot, and he just got smoked in the hamstring with a the back of the leg with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. It looked intentional to me, but there was no warning. or not. Was there a warning that I missed? Because I didn't see nothing. I didn't see one. No, Dude, I didn't either. But it, it got chippy quick. And, uh, man, you, you talk about the timely hitting. The but, but they, they tossed uh, Abreu, Garcia, and Dusty that one game, and there's no warning for that either. Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think these umpires were like, oh, you get one. That's your that's your one. But at least 
to me, back when I – there was a warning issue to war, both dugouts at that point. You know what I mean? But, uh, it, it, you know, and Chapman didn't even look remorseful, dude. Whereas Abreu, he was walking to the plate like, oh, man, I didn't – you know, come on, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, Abreu throws that – dude, and you guys – I'm not saying he hit, he hit Diaz on purpose, but he went in with a two-seamer at a, whatever. That velocity, his ball – even when he's not trying to hit a guy, is moving three feet. I don't want to be hit by it. I don't want to be hit by it. The thing is, for me, I don't think they meant to hit him there because it wasn't the right scenario. They were already down. You're not going to put somebody on base and then add to your deficit. To me, I think at that point you would have probably tried to hit him later in the series with no one on base or even in spring training at that point. (laughs) Exactly. I'm telling you. But uh, the one thing, the matchups I'm looking forward to in this World Series to me is is straight up just the, the – it comes down to the three, four, five in hitters of both squads. Who's going to get that clutch hit? And then also the, the seven, eight, nine batters. The, 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 that's winning ball games for a lot of teams. <laughs> right. I, I'm here to watch Garcia, man. That has been a, a, a heck of a series. What do you have, 15 RBIs and yeah. – He's got to cool off, man. You can't stay that hot. There's no, There's way. no way, right? I mean, it's uh, but he he could potentially have the best postseason in history when it comes to ribbies by the time it's all said and done. Hey, but on the other perspective, though, Corbin Carroll, I love a rookie Corbin. of the year. He's going to be rookie of the year. Dude's got Ball. wheels too. He does everything well. The way he cuts the inside of the bag, running the bases, just everything he does is by the textbook. Nah, he's, he's, he's he's a dirt bag. He's a baller. Baller. Yep. Nah, you got to yeah, love but- it. And, and you know what's crazy? I want to ask you this just because we always talk about momentum. And then I definitely want to get to you about the Packers because uh, I know you're a Packers guy. And we're not going to sit here and ignore the fact that they did get beat by Broncos country. But anyway. One and five. One and five. Uh, <laughs> so the the Diamondbacks and, and the Rangers at the beginning of August, they didn't look that great. I, I think even the Cubs and Reds were ahead of the D-backs at that point. The Rangers were kind of sliding a little bit, and they both seem to kind of turn it on and 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 get it where they need to go. Is there any sign that either of them might slow down, or do you expect this to be a full like six seven game series, no matter what? Or is there any chance one of those teams can just get a hold of and end this quick? Um, you know, like I said, it all comes down in the first two games, see what happens. But like you, I mean, look, the Astros didn't they go down two zero and they made it go seven? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This, 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 these playoffs are unpredictable. I had a buddy hit me up today. He's like, who do you got? I go, I don't care for either team, but, dude, go for the dog because the dog is going to put up a fight. No one expected Arizona to be there. And to me, when you're on a team like that, when you're on a team like the Astros in 05, when we went to the World Series and we got swept, but we got there, no one expected us to get to the World Series. I mean, we snuck into that wild card spot in 05, beat the Braves. Sorry about that. Eight, 18 innings. I'll never forget that one. And uh, – but by the, it just, you know, the team that could go into it where the team that's expected to win, there's more pressure on because that's just the way it is. When you're, when you're a dog though, you're like, dude, we're, we're here. We're just going to have a good time. And that's how now Arizona is like, we're in the dance now. We're in the world series. Let's win this thing. So the pressure might come back to Arizona a little bit. Now we got here, let's do something with it. But I'll tell you right now, um, the ball flies in Arizona. It flies. I don't know how it does in Texas with that new stadium. Maybe you guys know. But, um, you know, the long ball, you know, it's going to come down to some clutch long balls because, like I said, Arizona, the ball flies. I remember pitching there. It flies. Is that, is that just because it's hot? A lot, of, a lot of heat in the air help it move? It's, or? it's dry atmosphere. Um, you know, even when they have the roof open, the wind sometimes – if they keep the roof open, there will be some wind. 
But it's just, I think the elevation's maybe 4,000, 3,000 feet above sea level. Don't quote me on that. But the ball just seems to travel well in Arizona. Um, but that's something, something you got to check out. But but I, I'm just excited, guys. I mean, it, it's going to be a fun World Series. And some people say, I'm not going to watch. I go, you guys are stupid. It's the World Series. You got to watch it. Nah, I, I know there's going to be people that upset because it's not like these big markets. But you know what? Arizona, maybe it's the new Florida Marlins. Just every now and then, they're just going to put together these teams and make a run. And, hey, that's okay. I'm here for it. And they, they're they weird because they have a lot of young talent, and then we're able to actually go get some veterans in there, or they've had them anyway, guys like Marte and whatnot. But uh, if you had a prediction, Mike, if you want to put it on record right now, who walks away with the chip? Who walks away with the ring? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm telling you, it, 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 everything I picked, uh, it's been the opposite. So if I say Arizona, it'll be Rangers in six. Uh, but if I say uh, uh, Rangers in six, it'll be Arizona in seven. So I'm going to say go for Arizona in six. Like I'm it. calling it Arizona in six. I, you're right, though. It's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, and all I know is the Astros apparently lately like to get in series where nobody wins at home. So maybe we can at least get some home wins in the World Series. But speaking of bad beats and, and trying to get things right, I know you love your NFL, man. How how are you doing with your picks this year? Are you, are you riding, riding uh, some good I, momentum? I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I'm in a spread pick and pull every week, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm doing – I started off week one, two, okay, but then I got cold. And, man, taking points, giving away points, I'm on the opposite side. So I, anything I touch right now is just – it's bad. Oh, so man, that's I'm, I'm, I'm ass I'm too, bad. man. I had a 12-2 and two week, and I'm still like five or six or maybe ten games under 500. I don't know. You're doing oh, all right, though. I'm five it, over 500, but last week was brutal. Last week It's was bad. Crazy. But I'll tell you, with the Packers right now, uh, there's a couple of things that have been wacky. Aaron Jones plays week one, and ever since that game against the Bears, he hasn't looked right. There, he's babying his hamstring. I don't know what it is. That guy's the playmaker on the on the, on the uh, basically next to Jordan Love, who who needs him. But overall, Alexander, the the the, the high paying DB that runs his mouth, um, you know, he he comes and goes and plays and not plays, and he comes out and makes the comments like, I guess we can't. You know, there's some division in that locker room. I could see it because Alexander made a comment. Well, uh, you know, what do we got to do? Not give up any points to win a ball game? I mean, their defense is playing well. I mean, except that last week was a little whatever. But but overall, their offense just doesn't have any identity. There's no identity. They need a veteran wide receiver. And I pray if they're going to do it, but maybe they're just going to go, go with it, what they're doing. But – Watson doesn't fight for balls like a veteran should do. I was at that Raider game on Monday Night Football. He, if he fought for that ball to end the game, he would have been a PI, and the, the, the Packers would have won that game. He did not fight for that ball, even though it was a slight underthrown. That that DB that the Raider DB played him and even put his hand on. I was like, get away! This is my ball. That DB schooled Watson, and it, mm. it it bummed me out because I got high hopes for Watson. Um, but they just they don't have that veteran presence at the wide receiver court to, to help me. I read something today that uh homeboy with the Raiders um, uh, that's, that's having a, a zero year this year. He's in the slot. Uh, what's his name? White kid. White yeah, receiver. Renfro, Renfro. 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 They're talking about bringing him to the Packers for a trade. But to me, I don't know if that's going to help. He's not a veteran. He's been in there for a little bit, but I don't know, dude, there's just, there's no identity in the offense. And now you got the defense talking trash about the offense. Packers are in some turmoil right now, and dude, I, I Vikings should school them tomorrow. But then again, as soon as I say that, the Packers might win. So, I, I there's growing pains right now, and it, it's 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 getting it's getting a little frustrating. And 
we'll see. But adversity, out of adversity comes the identity. So hopefully they 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 create some identity now with this with this adversity they got going on right now. So I know some people are being critical of Jordan Love and whatnot, but I, I think uh, my brother-in-law is a diehard Packers fan too. And and the thing that he keeps going back to is that O-line is just in shambles right now. And it kind of all starts and ends right there. Do you agree with that? Or is it more of that yeah, with, player type well, you know, thing? I didn't realize how legit – I knew Bakhtari was legit, but I didn't think it was oh. that bad. But overall, they're not creating the holes for the running game. Dylan's a bruiser, and you saw Dylan – Took take charge last game. He he finally some holes opened up against a weaker defensive front, and Dylan Dylan looked good. But when you you, you don't have an offensive line creating lines or holes to creating the holes for the running backs and or protecting the quarterback. To me, I would take the reins off Jordan Love, create some more plays with his feet. He, he did it. It's it's slim. It's like you could do one, you could do two. They're scared about him getting hurt or something. I get it, but to me, Jordan Love can run better than Mahomes can if he if, if coach lets them and they call it. And I, I really think that with a mobile quarterback, your your offense, the defense has to worry about that more and more. And that's going to release some tension on the wide receivers. And I really think Jordan Love could be a really good running quarterback right now, early in his career. Then 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 as he gets a better offensive line, then and then go for it from there. But guys, hey, I, I don't mean to cut it short though. I got to get rolling. <laughs> hey, I get it, man. Hey, I, I appreciate. Wait, you know, invite me. Invite me every week. Uh, usually Thursdays, I'm cool, dude. At four o'clock, I'm good. You, you can stop up, by. Dude. You can stop by anytime as long as you answer this. You're gonna go DJ. What's the playlist look like tonight? So it has to be uh, PG. You know, PG. I got um, uh, a Halloween theme, so I'm leaning off with. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> All right. I like it. See, that's, gonna, that's a mood setter. I like it. I know. I'll send you guys some videos on, on, on Facebook or, you know, it's uh, whatever. Whatever. All right. I love you All guys. Right. I'm glad you guys are doing this, man. I'll be in touch with you guys. Hey, we love you too, Mike. We appreciate you joining us, man. Have a good time. And uh, let's see them DJ skills. Oh, I will. Take care, guys. Later, bro. Later. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll keep bringing you new content wherever you get it. Special recognition to Mr. Brown's Labor of Love, a growing Facebook group, America's pastime for the love of baseball. There, hundreds of former big league players, umpires, managers, announcers, and writers interact with our fans to talk all things baseball. Make sure you find our other Facebook groups as well and give them a like, a follow, and a subscribe to We Don't Know Sports on all platforms. Always a great time with our boy Mike Gallo, and uh, he definitely wants to come back on the show more. And with the energy he brings, we probably need to do that. I mean, he's, he said it right there at the end of the show. He said, bring me back anytime, guys. I'm always doing shit, and I forget, but damn it, I love you guys. <laughs> I think uh, the, the downside is we don't have a lot of good Packers things going on during right, football right, right. season. So I felt bad that we kind of brought that up. But we got to talk NFL, and it's not just Packers. Like, honestly, I feel like all of us had a bad week. Uh, you know, I'm a Bengals fan. They were on a bye week. I, I didn't really uh, pay much attention to the NFL, but I know our picks were terrible but it was for everybody. Like everybody took a bath last week. Don't forget to check out our additional show. We drop every week as well. The NFL stone cold lead pipe locks. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I still think you're top 50, Mr. Brown. I just know I'm 54 and 49. 
I mean, that's a hey, that's a you've won money. Here's the thing, like, uh, I it was our picks were Spin so it out, bad. Manga. Our picks were so bad, <laughs> so bad, and you still didn't drop in the rankings. Yeah, that's true. Like, you I won- mean, I kept pace with everyone else because everyone sucked. What you, yes. you you only won two games, right? I don't even know. I, th- I think you won two games, and you still stayed in the top fifty or oh fifty four. That's because everybody else around me did the same thing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? Is the NFL rigged, man? Is, is Vegas just make the call and they get this shit figured out? You know that happens. Ah, yeah, there's a lot to talk if about. If we really think it's that rigged, though, let's just all quit watching. What damn else it, am I, I going it's, to It's still do. real to me, damn it. Like wrestling? I no, love wrestling. Exactly. I, no, it's completely different. That's apples and oranges. No, no we, we're just – the curtain just hasn't been peeled back yet like it was in wrestling no, in the 1990s. We just need a Bret Hart to come out and let us know what's really going on. <laughs> the thing is, you know what you're watching it for, for wrestling. People want to think, like, that the parody is real and that the – like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you really thought that all those Super Bowls were fixed with the patch, you'd still, like – they're not. That means they're not any good. No. When I say rig, <laughs> I'm not just, talking about a deep cut. <laughs> who wins, like say a, a particular uh, game, or you can't project a team to win a Super Bowl. But I do think flags are thrown to shave points. I like the just, referees in the Kansas City Chiefs are in bad. Yeah. Like I, I know people hate that, and it's easy to say. But like, how do you? That, what was it? Two weeks ago, dude took his helmet off, and yeah. they don't throw a flag. The so, refs tells him put your helmet. All right, back so that on. happens during a regular season. So just magically in a Super Bowl, it all goes away. I don't know. No, there's always favorable calls in the Super Bowl and stuff that's reversed. I can remember Patriots Super Bowls where they've benefited from a call in the regular season, the catch-no-catch thing when they played the Eagles, Nick Foles. They called it the complete opposite in the Super Bowl, so it was a touchdown for Philly. People made a big deal about it. I think that the officiating – the NFL is a really hard sport to officiate, but what kills people and makes you think it's rigged is the fact that, like, holding – you could call it on every Every play. play. So – when yeah, do you that. call it? It has to be so egregious, interference. That's not the plays that make me think it's rigged, though. It's stuff like, you mentioned the Super Bowl. Was it NFC Championship that was Saints-Vikings? Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> the Saints, killed the guy. The Saints are never going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was a divisional game. and No, that was NFC Championship. Was it? I thought it was against the... Well, it was, NFC Championship it wasn't against the Rams. It was against the Rams. You're yeah. right. My bad. All right. So, but yeah. Like Saints are always going to think they're they're just out to get them, right? I, they're they're never going to forget that. But all right, so we we'll, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL. I just want to see kind of like how you guys are feeling. Uh, our power rankings were all over the place. We got Buffalo playing Tampa in the background. And it's you want to know how I feel about when it comes to power rankings and that different stuff? Have you guys seen Goodfellas? Yeah, Chad, you've seen Goodfellas, of course. Okay, the end of the movie. Joe Pesci's character thinks he's becoming a made man. Walks in that room, <laughs> door opens, and all of a sudden he gets shot in the back of the head. Yeah, that was me that. telling you to bet the damn mortgage on the Lions and every other person who has supported them because I wasn't going just off of this year. Thirteen and four in the last seventeen. Remember, I kept saying that they got freaking they got they got curb stomped by the Ravens, who haven't been that impressive. No, but now they are, and the Ravens shot up to the top five for us now. MVP Lamar Jackson again. Speaking of, can I stay with you? What does that mean? You told everybody to bet the mortgage. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too late now, pal. <laughs> I got a heater in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I, 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 wanna, I just want to kind of get, get um, sleep on the couch. A, a couple couple things. So, number one, uh, I actually had this come up from a friend of mine uh, was texting me because he has a guy in his fantasy football league that was furious because he lost a game because of the Atlanta Falcons. You know what I'm talking about. 
Bijan Robinson. Yeah. So the guy changed his team name to Bijan Robinson, which is hilarious. But he didn't. He played, but I guess he no. Should've. He only played. He, he played eleven up. snaps. He had one snap. It was on the last possession no, of the game. No, he played eleven snaps. I looked one it up. touch. One touch for three yards. Yeah. And Algier got the bulk of the lion's share. So this guy had Robinson and Algier, and he's like, well, I would have played Algier if he would have been on the injury report. And I would have Which, first of all, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But, like, he was demanding that he got the points for Algier because uh, they didn't report him on the – Hey, I'm like, sucks to be you, man. It is what it is. That's Can't why change I told that. you. What I tell you what did the picks last week, who's the one team you don't bet? Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> the Falcons were actually being investigated over that as well, as far as whether or not he, when they knew about it, should he have been on the injury report? Injury report. Yeah, they'll they'll happened. get they'll get a little ding for this, I think, because well, they should because it was an issue on Saturday because he said and they he was never sick. listed it. He was ill, you know, and and you know what? If, if it's on record and they didn't do it, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. Well, and the thing going into that game. If you don't list it and he plays the whole game and gets 10, 12 touches, it's one thing. When he only touches the ball once, then it's in a purposeful intent to deceive. It's an integrity issue. Yep. So let's uh, so, so let's go to uh, some quarterback conversations. So before we get to uh, Mongo's Chicago Bears and the pride of West Virginia, Shepherd University. That's right. Uh, Sam Darnold might get a chance to play this week because Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. If Darnold plays, does he got any shot to resurrect his career and even become a, a quarterback in this league going forward? Because that's a good team to be on if you're going to play. I mean, if he's going to ever have a chance, this is clearly it. This is like the um, last chance, right? Because to me, you have everything around you. Is Debo playing this week? I don't know. But you have all these tools and all this speed and that great defense, and all you have to do is not screw it up and show you can command the offense. It's a huge opportunity for him. If he's ever going to have another chance to be a starter in this league, he's got to go show something here. If he gets one, two, three starts, depending on how it works out, uh, it's the perfect situation for him, the perfect head coach, the perfect amount of talent. Sam Darnold's a talented guy. He's been in a couple bad spots. I mean, I'm rooting for old Swamp Monster. <laughs> the, the struggles of Mono. the struggles of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL is well documented. USC, similar situation. The difference is the the Jets draft them all. They just keep <laughs> they keep drafting USC quarterbacks. They, they drafted they Sam Darnold, Zach Sanchez. Wilson. Sanchez, Zach Wilson. Wilson was BYU, but whatever. Mormons are close enough. Close (laughs) enough. West Coast, pretty much the same thing. Man, I saw that video of the, uh, I think it was BYU soccer, and I thought it was Utah, but this chick from New Mexico State. You ever see that soccer video where that girl is, like, pulling the girl by the ponytail? Like, yeah, man, that popped up in my feed again this week, and I was just mesmerized by this girl. Have you ever seen this? This girl's a menace. They kicked her off the team. But like was playing soccer like she was in Goodfellas. Like she seen was, that video because I sent it to a son where they were playing St. Joe's and he was guarding a good kid. I said, "You got a ball out like this girl." My question is, did you see it this week too? Because we apparently have the same social media feeds. Yeah, I think we're signed in. Ah, you son of a bitch! All right, so Brock Purdy, two weeks in a row, got some L's after having all those wins. The game against Cleveland, he took him down at the end, and they missed the field goal. So I give him a pass on that. But he failed in crunch time this last week. Apparently, he was a little concussed, possibly. So, I, I don't know. Are you feeling different about Brock Purdy now? 
same same quarterback that he has been. It's just been a couple tight games, and uh, they haven't quite made the play. Dean, like you said, against Cleveland, he took him down for a field goal, forty one yarder, makeable make field that. goal. End of the day, though, he's still Mister Irrelevant. He's going to have some bumps in the road. Like he's clearly overperformed his career projectile already. So what they're getting on him now is on house's money already at this point. <laughs> it is, and now we're we're what like sixteen, seventeen games in of his uh, starting career. Maybe not that many, but we're getting up there. It's double digits now. So now you know, it's easier for teams to react. Mongo mentioned the game we're watching here in the background with uh, the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. Looked really good the first few weeks. Now teams are starting to see what Tampa's doing, and Baker's coming back down to you know reality a little bit. So maybe you're getting a little bit of that with Brock Purdy. I think Sam Darnold would have to come out and throw like 500 yards for him to dethrone him. Here's the problem with Brock Purdy. He does a lot of things great, okay, as young as he is. One thing he doesn't do well – Play from behind. Yeah, because he hasn't done it. We haven't. Now, he could end up being a really good guy from behind, but we've only seen it twice, and it hasn't gone great so far. Exactly. You look like you had something you wanted to add to that. Wow. Dude, he hit he the nail on the head. I got you. We I had know. that conversation. Is he top 10, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? He hasn't had to play from behind. Now yeah. he has, and he hasn't succeeded. Yep. So, and, and again, like, let's not make knee-jerk reactions. Our power rankings have been knee-jerk reactions every week, and we're changing it left and right. This game tonight – uh, you got Buffalo. I think when we locked it in, they were a nine and a half point favorite. Yes, man, that's a monster spread for a team like Tampa that keeps everybody under thirty points, I mean, no matter think what. About it. It they're three like. and three. The Bills are four and three. They're acting like they're playing somebody like the freaking Raiders or something. Now there is seven <laughs> minutes. There's, there's seven minutes left in the first half, and they are covering right yeah. now. Uh, it's funny you brought that up when we were talking to Gallo, and he was mentioning the Packers and Raiders game, and uh, I was just like, man, I know. I know you didn't want to win that game. That, no, that like, one still hurts. We win the ones we don't need to win because, like, we can't even tank right. So let's but talk now, about – Caleb Williams might not even be the answer anyway. So but. we're going to talk about Caleb Williams here in a second. But before we do, I, I want to keep with the NFL conversation and, and Mongo's Chicago Bears. Yep. Justin Fields, dislocated thumb. Was he out another three weeks maybe, two uh, weeks? Two weeks, probably another two weeks, at least another two weeks. And you had a, a guy that – you talk about Mr. Irrelevant. He what, Was he drafted at all? Or no, was he just, he was just a free agent, right? Undrafted, Division two. Yep. Yeah, so he's uh, the only Division two player in the NFL currently in the entire league. Correct. That's crazy. There's always like a skill player you find somewhere. The only one currently. That's nuts. So uh, how how do you feel about old boy's performance? So how do you say his last name? I, I want to make sure we get that right. You're the Bears fan, so you better know. Oh, he's got to look it up. He don't know. He's not a Bears fan. It's <laughs> Tyler B A Gent man. It's Bagent. It's it's Bagent, right? Yes. Not Bagent. 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 Badgent. Badgent? On the Telegraph. T-Bag, correct? T-Bag. T-bag. His, did you see what his dad did for a living, or at least was competitive at? Yeah, 17-time world champ. 28. Boom. I 28. 28. It was Put seven, some respect on that man's name. 17 with the right arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he goes lefty, too? He's got world championships. 28-time arm wrestling world champion. That's a bad some bitch. Some of them with the right, some of them with the left. So, mm. and... You know, you, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Did you see the interview they had with uh, T-Bag this week about what he's going to do if he didn't make it in the NFL? I did not. What was your plan if you didn't make it in the NFL? He said, I was going to do a ton of CrossFit, get super ripped, and coach high school in Martinsburg. Be a high school teacher. Really? Yeah, he said, I'm going to get ripped and coach high school. Coach I mean, high school ball and be a teacher. 
I mean, there's people that think Martinsburg probably pays their coaches pretty well because they are a juggernaut up there in the uh, old Eastern Panhandle. They're, uh, they they win more state championships than they lose over the last 20 years, it seems like. But for him, he was a zero-star recruit coming out of high school. He goes to Shepard, and uh, I, I guess I saw him, uh, or at least started seeing him on the radar like his junior year in college, and he was setting like Division two records for passing, like he was on fire. He set NCAA records for passing. Yeah, yeah, but it's still Division two. Yeah, but think about how close this Shepherd is to Mor- uh, Morgantown. Oh, I mean, it's just a, uh, it's it's like two hours. That's my point. Like this is going on right under your nose, and we decided to waste it on six games of JT Daniels. <laughs> well, there was others too in there. <laughs> JT Daniels was the good one. Don't forget about. I'm trying, uh, to, I'm trying Seth, to show you how bad it was. We could have. We had Daggy. Remember him? Yeah, I highlighted oh, the best one, and it's still dog shit. <laughs> oh, our Mountaineers are dog shit now, aren't they? Sorry. Thanks. ESPN did a deal on Bajan before the draft too. That I thought was pretty cool, and it was kind of along those same lines about how he played at Martinsburg, and he thought he was going to get recruited at WU. That's where he wanted to play. School right up the road, the state school, blah, blah, blah. It didn't take him. So here's what I don't understand is, like, he's got arm strength. Like, what is the knock on him? Why wasn't he recruited? Because the dude can throw it a mile. I don't he's got he's got poise from what I can tell. Is he like five foot six and I haven't noticed? Like he's one and zero as a starter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know what my that's all that is? matters. <laughs> so, do you want him to succeed, or do you want Justin Fields to come back and and just be the monster you hope he is? Um, are you asking of Justin Fields to be the monster I hope he is? I'm. I have been. It's well documented. I've never been a believer in Justin Fields. I do not think that he's the man. I don't think he takes him to the Super Bowl. I find it unlikely whoa, that he whoa, even whoa. takes it playoffs. Start playoffs. playoffs. I find it unlikely that he even takes it to the takes him to the playoffs. So what's the percentage chance that this is the Bears version of Brock Purdy? Mm, it's still kind of low. It's like ten percent. See, right? I think it's the Bears' best interest for Fields to come back and play well. Because then, if you think that the other guy's your guy, you can still ship him for something, right? I, or I, at least you have a capable backup. I mean, I mean you know how hard it I is. I think at that point you trade Fields if you think you're going with the other guy. Well, I mean, you can keep him for nothing. And the way Fields plays, like he's already shown he can get banged up a little bit. He's tough as shit, man. I'm giving him credit. But when you play that style, like we see with Lamar, right? He gets banged up sometimes. Maybe you want to have that, but it's so weird when you have an offense predicated around such an athletic quarterback, and then you have this guy that's this poised pocket passer that comes off the bench. It's it's very different. So I don't know. You might be right, but I don't I don't know. How do you how do you hedge your bets? It's only one game. You got what if he comes out and throws for like And it was the Raiders. And it was the Raiders. This game is gonna this thing this game is gonna give us a little more sample size. This game is going who, who are they playing this week? can't remember because i've had enough big timber oh it. wait a minute I, I you keep talking i'll look it up uh but what would you uh you think he's gonna play two more weeks you think i think he's gonna play at least one more week i believe they two. play the chargers the chargers week. oh that's a night is that it a is. sunday night game or monday night i thought it was sunday night i just see it at 8 20 p.m so that is that's a, the sunday night and i think the chargers out of seven games have only played defense once this year so uh, i think you're probably being generous as a there. person who has a really bad fantasy team so i'm starting tyler bajant 
Because he's from West Virginia. Because I know I'm losing anyway, but I'm going to roll with West you Virginia. You started him last week, correct? You did. I did. He got me that, 14 that's a points. Huge 14 shout out right there. points. Like, who uh, does that? I bet that was like 0.8% of started. fantasy league started. <laughs> the Chargers. Mickey was all of it. The Chargers have the second or third worst fantasy defense to this point in the year. So maybe there is a chance he comes out and lights it up on Sunday. I, uh, so, so, I would love to see that. I would love to see this guy just light up the league. Not even make the playoffs, but just light up the league, and then they ship Justin Fields off for a good. Uh, somebody said you get a first round pick out of him. I don't know who's trading. I, don't know about all that. No, yeah. I think you get second a third rounder. Second I would think best. you would like try to do a second and something else. What did, what did Dallas give up for? Uh, okay, so and he, that that was a little bit further removed from him and he playing. had never played. So maybe you get a third or a second for Fields. All right, so let's put a bow on the NFL conversation and keep moving here. Just uh, we're we're you know almost a third of the. I think we're a third of the way in now. So what what are your takeaways? We're teams? not even half. No, we're not half yet. So like, what what are your thoughts? Third is less than a half. Yeah, oh. thank you for being. He's <laughs> oh had some God. big timbers. Where Shout out to the sponsor. <laughs> he's having the uh, the porter here. It, it is nice. I'm having one as well. But I think Mongo's had 19 of them. So yes. he's uh. You know, that's the life of a Bears fan. It's, it's chocolate, it's, it's coffee, and it's balanced. And it's badass. I just want to say that. But you have the classic Big percent of delicious Just goodness. a reminder, mm. this show is brought to you by Big Timber. You're damn right it is. So a third of the way into the season, I think that you can start separating your top-tier teams, contenders from pretenders. Contenders are the same two teams last year. Eagles. Chiefs. Chiefs are right there. The Niners, who we will believe are the best team in the league, can they play from behind? So I'll keep them in that top tier. Now it's this next tier of teams we thought were contenders but can't win. You can't be a contender and get blown out that badly like the Lions did. The Dolphins have had two games this year which were against good teams. They played mm-hmm. the Eagles, they played the Bills, and they lost by at least two scores they, in both They couldn't them. stop them and they couldn't score enough, right? Yep. I mean, that's really what happened. I tell you, the team I think I have the biggest enigma with right now that just I'm befuddled every time they play. I don't know what the hell to make out of them is the Cleveland Browns. Like, what are they? It's weird because you would think with the money they spent on Deshaun Watson and him not playing. Yeah, what's that about? How come nobody's arguing about that with fantasy? Like, they they acted like they benched him. Like, he he was in the post game. He was just like, well, it was just best for the team to play, uh, you know, P.J. Walker. I don't know oh where. Oh my god, we're tied. Yeah, I don't know where the Bucks got. The spread is gone. But it's all tied up. Hey, I took the Bucks in this game. I did too. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, all right. What about you, Mister Brown? Any any uh, standouts to you so far? I, mean, I want to like be different. I mean, but the thing is, the craziest thing for me is how much parity that we're seeing this season. You're right. And like, you could honestly say that you could pick four teams in each league, and if they went to the Super Bowl. You you would be fine with it. It's right? wide open right now. So that's why that's what I'm thinking about that. But I'm actually most impressed, believe it or not, because of their suffering for all these years is C.J. Stroud's development and how well he's looked early on. Coming out of Dude. Ohio State, I too. know, right? Hey, he you, you didn't even mention crazy. him earlier when you were uh, shitting about so, the great Ohio State quarterbacks. They, they've <laughs> never had. I mean, they had Deshaun Watson there for a few seasons, but that's legit. Their only quarterback in franchise history that was worth a shit. So let's see. What he does after Matt this. Schaub, man, he made a Pro Bowl down there. Yeah, <laughs> Carr think, could have been something if they would have had an offensive nah, line. He, he, you can't stop. It was Tim Couch, man. You can't go to the franchise that just opened up and expect to play yeah. like, and not get killed. Yeah. That's what happened. 
The other thing about Stroud, a lot of times rookie quarterbacks struggle with turnovers, and going into their last game before their bye week, he hadn't thrown an interception. Yeah, he yet. was zero on that. So I mean, I you know, the, I'm I'm very intrigued with his development because it's still not a good team, but yeah, they're still like in these games. I, I love you, CJ, but I'll tell you this: your team name is still the worst in the whole NFL. If you had to rename them, and you can't say the Oilers, it's got to be the Oilers. Ah. I, are they wearing the Oilers gear, or is the Tennessee no. doing it? Did well, I see that? One of them is, no. Yes, the, the Tennessee. Did they do it as a throwback? Deal? I think they're doing a throwback. It's, t- it's Tennessee. Is it, it's this week, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that's man. awesome. I love, the last time I think they did that was like in the Hall of Fame game or some shit like that. But yeah, give me some Oilers swag, man. I don't know well, what that has to do with Tennessee and Nashville, but sign me up. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a following though. See what I wanted it to see go back happen. To the Texans. I with you, but they're not going to do just that. Just like so, the Colts, yeah, and the, Browns the Browns and the Ravens. When the yeah. Ravens moved, they didn't take the Browns with them. The Browns were the same franchise. That's because Art Modell wanted the Browns to be dead. So dead. It was me, they, Austin. It was me all off. You're dead to me. Houston got another <laughs> team that should have been able to do the same thing. Just for those records. Can we get Warren Moon to come out? I want Warren Moon to come out for the coin toss. And Eddie George. And Eddie George. Dude, Eddie George is a monster. Isn't he dead? No, he's not dead. Steve McNair. Yeah, he got killed by his girlfriend. Yes. You remember that? Which jersey do you like more? Yes. She, he, yeah, he was passed out on the couch and shot him in the chest. Yeah. Because he was cutting off the money line. What a bitch. Mm. Well... He's kind of a bitch, too, because he was <laughs> always dead, hurt. Man. So his wife that he had kids oh, with was. went to school he was to become married. a nurse so she could take care of him at home so he could spend more time with the family. And then he's out cheating on her. I wonder if he looks like Michael Jackson in Thriller yet. Woo-hoo. <laughs> road trip. Dig him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mongo. That is not the road trip we need to take. <laughs> I love how he doubled down after the silence. Thank you. That's why Mongo's here. He's the only one to go down that uh, hole with me. What is the crime for exhuming a corpse exactly? I think it's just a misdemeanor, right? The last time it was two candy bars and a Coke. <laughs> and it depends if they're gypsies or not. That uh, changes the price. What if they're Melungians? That could be interesting. The only thing punishable by fine means is free for a price. <laughs> That's it. Or legal for a price, I should say. All right. I want to put a bow on football real quick. Uh, we didn't talk much about college football, but it, it, it looks like uh, just as far as the mountaintop in college, is it Michigan and Georgia than everybody else right now? It looks that way, although it's weird to say because he's a tight end, but Brock Bowers probably not playing again for Georgia. He's been the best player on offense the last two years. And they haven't looked quite as good the last two weeks without him. Michigan and Georgia, I would say, are the two clear-cut. So what what the what the hell's going on with Michigan and this sign stealing shit that's been happening? I don't know. They're like looking into it that they have people go and do advanced scouting, which every it's not people. It's this one cat, man. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he focuses on what signs they use. You know, they have the face and the thing, you know, what the play is. <laughs> yeah, the face. Yeah, well, so, uh, uh, do you know about this story? Uh, so, old dude is, like, on record now of having gone to, like, 30 different games. And, like, last year with the CFP teams, he started going to their games and just recording their sideline and getting their signals so Michigan could be prepared for him. So, it's like the dude from Happy Gilmore helping uh, Shooter McGavin. Jackass. That's what we're seeing here. <laughs> exactly Whenever it comes to football, I think of the same thing. Like, 
Hit him with a Volkswagen. Brett Favre was like, all right, so Brett now Favre. I know what play they're going to run. Oh, you Wouldn't know what formation Madden? they're in. We still got to execute. They asked Deion Sanders yeah, about it this week, and he said, you tell me curveball or fastball is coming, that'll make a difference to me. I don't care if they're running a sweep to the right. I still got to go tackle You're talking about Deion saying yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, and, and to a certain point, he's right because you still got to execute. But it is kind of shitty, like, I don't know what the instruction is or what's going to come out of this investigation. Like, who's telling this guy to do it? But he he's like, I'm going to help the team win by any means necessary. And, like, that's just – it's crazy that you, people do that. Like, I get you're trying to get the edge, but, like, don't you know? Like, there's cameras everywhere now. Like, when we were in high school, you weren't worried about smartphones and shit. Could you imagine if that existed when we were, like, 18 and 19 years old? I'm We'd so, all be in jail. I'm so glad because they were like, I can't believe you did that last night. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here, pal. <laughs> well, like, uh, the other thing about college football and they had Matt Rule, who's a Nebraska head coach, and he said, if you look at high school football, the quarterback will come to the sidelines, or some high schools now use headsets. They do it in the NFL, and college run the sideline with these dumb signs saying what they're supposed to do. Just get headgear for the offensive and defensive like they do in the NFL. I do enjoy the funny signs, though. Yeah. Like, there, there are some funny ones out there. Like, anytime you get, like, Ron Burgundy on a sign or – you know, a cat's butthole or something like that. I'm going to laugh. It's funny. I don't know what play it is, but I'm going to laugh at the sign. There's one where the, the dudes were on the sideline making a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they were. Kirby Smart had the uh, ultimate dig at Jim Harbaugh in Michigan when asked about uh, having played Michigan in the CFP last year, or not, not this last year, the year before, the effect it had on their game, and he said, huh, I couldn't really tell any difference in the outcome or how effective they were because Georgia beat them like 30 Because they whipped their ass. Yeah. I imagine if he didn't do all that. Yep. I, it's just amazing. So, uh, if you had uh, – if the Houston Astros scandal was a 10, what score do you give Michigan as far as the nefarious tactics here? Like a zero to this point. Prove to me that it's doing something. The signs that they are seeing in this guy's recording, 80. 90, 100,000 people in the building can see the same damn thing. And if you don't change your signals up from one week to the next, screw you, you dumbass. You deserve to get cheated. You know why he's saying that? Because then the Patriots get in trouble I for this that, shit, too. I think you might be onto something there. Mm. Mr. Uh, Chad, you know, Mark, you might be onto something. He can't He can't throw hate on this because the Patriots were doing this shit. I remember them doing it against the Bengals. Who cares? Spygate or Deflategate. All of it. Who cares if they deflate football? Everybody in the stadium can see the same thing. That's what never got me. Everybody in the stadium can see the same thing. But because you pay attention to what they call on third down in the first quarter and you use it on third down of the third quarter, now you're cheating. Damn mm. right, pal. Like a sore spot. <laughs> Here's the thing. Dave Portnay said it best. You know you're whooping your ass when it, you're Wait a whooping minute. their Wait ass a so he went bad Dave that Portnoy. the only thing they can do now is accuse you of cheating. Wait a minute. Where is Dave Portnoy from? He's from Boston. Oh. From oh. Boston. Oh. It's strange that he would say something that <laughs> like that that's in defense of hey, I'll give Biggie credit. These collars don't run. I do like your hat, by the way. The uh, the Elvis Bill logo without the uh, the the tail on it. That's, that's a sharp-looking lid. Thank uh, you. Is that a fitted lid? Stretch fit. Ooh, stretch. I, I see it's got the logo on the back, just in case you're confused. My All son right. bought this for me. So real, real quick, uh, cool I want to ask you about everybody about Caleb Williams. So he's the almost was the lock to be the number one pick. 
he's not going to win the Heisman again. He, he's had a couple rough games. Turns out Lincoln Riley's never changed. A, a Tiger don't change his stripes. Neither does Lincoln Riley. We don't play defense at USC. Uh, if you're Caleb Williams, are you listening to some of this noise where you're going to shut it down? Because now you're not playing for a national championship. I mean, we, we've seen where players don't go to bowl games, but it's it's uh, October 26th, and people are suggesting that maybe it's time for him to just uh, pack up his bags. I don't think you do that yet. you got one conference loss. You're out of the national title picture, but there's a chance you can go back, play for the Pac-12 title in the last year of it, and still make a Rose Bowl. That's a pretty impressive final season. I'm sure that he's already made a bunch of money this year on NIL, $5 million or something like that. And these guys typically insure themselves against falling in the draft. Like the running back that blew his knee out for Miami years ago. Was it Willis McGahee? Willis McGahee, Frank Gore. There's yeah. a lot of them. Willis I mean, McGahee that did it. Yeah. He could, but I don't know. It didn't work out well for Trey Lance when he quit playing football, then tried to go to the NFL after sitting for a year. Mm, uh, I mean, I – I don't know. I, I mean, I get you want to invest in yourself and take care of your future, but like if you're an NFL team and and you're you're the Raiders, and if he shut it down right now, like would you have concerns over his like level of commitment to the team? Not, not even commitment to the team. Well, yeah, that. But I mean, I was sitting there just thinking the exact same thing when you brought it up. Was if, if you're gonna walk away at your first sign of adversity. Is that the guy you want leading our franchise? I'm trying to think of guys. And that's a simple question. You're spot on with that. I'm trying to think of guys that have shut it down the last year that were highly regarded as a, a top prospect. Am I wrong? Did Fournette, did he shut it down? He, he did. did. He did. Um, and how did that go? I mean, he he's had a, an okay career. But it's hard to compare it to running backs, right? Because their their shelf life is so different now. But I feel like there's some guys we're missing that that shut it down because uh, we had well, the used COVID to just years. be for the bowl game. But we had like the was there some guys that shut it down during COVID that didn't play and then there made? were there were a bunch so, of I guys. Mean, that that's the thing. Like, does that set this weird precedent where now it's okay? And to be fair, like I haven't heard anything specific from Caleb Williams or his camp if, if he even has a camp. I don't know. But like, he's got a camp. He probably does. I did see that Shadur Sanders makes more money in NIL than Kayla Williams does. So, hate on Coach Prime all you want. That son of a bitch knows what he's doing. Over six mil. Mm. The offensive coaches for the Colorado Buffaloes have Shadur Sanders taking extra hits. Do you know why he's taking extra hits and taking sacks? Why? Because his completion percentage as of uh, two weeks ago was 73%. They want him to set the school record and the Pac-12 record. What's the record? Do you know? It's like right around seventy seventy one. Oh, so he's he's trending. He's he's right in the right area, not on top of it on the numbers at this exact moment. But uh, that's that's what the rumor is. Their goal is let him take extra hits instead of throwing the ball away. I like how his dad doesn't shut it down. Like you ain't going pro. You coming back? And you know he's got to. Like, like your your head coach could say that, and you could be like, Coach, I got to do what's right for me. Well, what are you doing with your dad? When your head coach is your dad. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, he's not trending towards an NFL quarterback right now anyway. I mean, he, he's probably a guy oh. that would get drafted, but I but not a top 10 I mean, pick like, right you'd now. You'd be dumb to come out right now. You're right. And, you know, well, and maybe if they get some more talent, which they probably you think he's will. He's not this year. He's not, but if he did, I where agree would he go? with you that he needs to stay, but you got to strike while the iron is hot. And after he's that, striking, he's making six million in college. <laughs> he's a like, year. Can I, can I get a six-year eligibility? Games, 
Now all of a sudden he is in every scout's top six for QB prospects. Caleb Williams, Drake May, a couple more guys, Shadir Sanders. Does it end up that way at the end of the year? I don't know. But he's made a big enough name to go from being a guy who wouldn't have been thought about as a first-round pick to now he'll throw his name in that in that area just simply for playing at Colorado and being Deion. I don't. He, I don't, he's not. He would not be a first-round pick if he came out this year. I, I don't think so. But he could be. I he mean, I go if first, he goes to the combine and shows out, who knows? He would go in the first two rounds. I'd bet money. I could see him being a second or third round pick, but I, I think he needs to show a little. Now, again, if he sets a completion percentage I'm telling record, you, like for his legacy, if he waits one more year and gives Dion a full year to run it back, and plus more recruits and transfers, they're going to ball out next year. If he's smart with his money, he's not hurting financially by yeah. staying either. Oh no, another six million, probably going up to eight million. Oh, I'll, more than that. I, mean, I love how that's the dynamic now. Right, like you can stay because you're getting paid. That's actually good for college football. I don't care what anybody says. How old do you think he is? Shadir? Yes. Twenty two. He's twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. So I mean he's still you know, it's not the NBA. You know, you you don't see young guys coming into the NFL. Is he a sophomore or junior? Uh I don't know. He's a junior, I believe. I think he's a junior. I think he I don't think he redshirted. I can't tell how it goes now with all these transfer rules and shit like that. It's so hard yeah, to, to follow. To me, I think they could build something great next year with another year. Of He's Dion. a junior. junior. Yeah, I, I agree. If he stays and Dion has another recruiting cycle, another uh, portal to work with, they get better in the trenches. They come to the Big 12 and right, beat the hell right. out of people because we're no good. Right. Plus, I want him to become next year to Morgantown. <laughs> you just want to go watch him play. Yep. I'll go to that game. Yeah, I mean, because how many times is it even going to be a possibility that Dion and Colorado come to Morgantown? Because, like, our, let's be honest, how long is Dion? What would you put the over-under on the years that Dion stays at Colorado? I think it depends how well he does. I'd say five. Yeah. He's going to get offers this year. I, I think five is awful generous. I'm like three is a tough number to hit. Well, see, I would say – like At he'll finish three. with his kid, and well, then he might be gone. Let's do three and a half. Three and a half. I like. I like the odds. <laughs> Vegas, book it. Yeah. Mongo, do you got some mentionable moments uh, fired up? You going to have something ready while he's doing that? Before we get into that, can, can I talk about the movie a little bit? Let's go ahead and just throw that right in there. Let, let's yeah. just start there. So we all are Martin Scorsese fans, right? We love The Wolf of Wall Street. I love Shutter Island, The Departed, movies like that. And then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, big fan of. Robert De Niro, big fan of his movies as well. We have uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is an Apple TV movie, but they put it in theaters. They were betting on a big box office. Spent a lot of money on this. Cinematography was amazing. The setting, you know, anytime a movie makes you feel like you're in that time period, it's amazing. But 19 hours is a long runtime. It was it was a bit much. <laughs> Mongo and I both went to this movie on Friday, and it was a 9-15 hey, show. You, as soon as I heard that in the group text, I'm like, oh, hell no. There's no <laughs> way I'm staying up till 1 in the morning. Oh I'm not shitting you. When I went into that movie, I was 42. When I came out, I was 43. 43 my ass, 45. Man. Yeah. It, I, it was... 
It wasn't I didn't a... recognize my children. <laughs> we... That's like he apparently had more hair loss since Biggie last seen him. Oh, it was yeah. a different season when we went outside. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Biggie, for giving me shit over my hair. Yeah, line. that was he messed up. Seen you in a while. You're bald as hell, and like you want to give Mongo shit about yeah. his balding spot? That's not See, fair. I'm bald and fat, so I can pick on people for those two things. Ah, but so I mean, what was if you had to give it a score of one out of ten? What would you give Killers of the Flower Moon? I'm gonna give it like a five or six. Yeah, I, what kinda, about you? I was a six, you know, because at times it was really good, but it just dragged, and and, and then. If not for the ending, I'm not trying to spoil anything here because some people probably still want to go see it. Oh, no, 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 no. I was it willing was... to watch The Irishman knowing it was going to be that long. I'm never watching this movie. I didn't know it was three off, three and a half hours long. Yeah, but you can yeah, watch no, it no, at no. home when it drops no, on no, Netflix or no. whatever. The Irishman was better than this. It was better. Yeah. This this wasn't The Irishman. The Irishman was better. Yes. Yeah, I was. agree. I agree. This, it, this was so long when I came out. You know, I, my seven-year-old son had a beard. <laughs> Jesus came back twice. I don't know if you said beard or beer, but both are probably correct. Yes. Uh, the, uh, he the, had a beard a long time ago. I will say that there was some scenes in it where, like, I felt the emotion. Like, you know, the, the story was a true story. Like, all that stuff was really cool. Like, as soon as I got home, I started reading about it a little bit more. Like, I appreciated all that. But... Man, they could have done like a time skip where they were like five years later, and they they didn't. They're like, no, we're just going to let you live these five years in real time. Yeah, and then like uh, you know, like good for you looking it up and stuff. After I left there, I thought like I don't want to know another thing about this. I, I needed in my entire to know. life. I needed to know that it was real because if you made that shit up. Screw you, Martin Scorsese. That yeah. was too damn long. That does help that it was I, I even left out the part that my 14-year-old daughter wanted to go with us, and she was there, and she slept through the whole movie. <laughs> she got a full night's sleep. She did. Night. She woke up and was like, is it school? What are we doing? Went I mean, to sleep on Friday and woke up on a Sunday morning. But And, and here's the thing. like it, It's because it's a, a movie about natives and some shitty things that happen over oil rights and things like that. Like the ratings are going to be through the roof. You know how like the movies that win best picture now don't make a lot of money, but because they fit an agenda, people jump all over it. Like nobody likes the shape of water, but it won pet best picture because it was about having sex with mermen or something. You know what I mean? Like there's just weird shit that people do back in like 2000 movies that won awards made money now it's just like we make these pieces just to win awards and nobody cares about the movie that's almost how this felt after Absolutely. i got done watching. i mean do we want to i mean <laughs> we're not spoiling the ending I, if we say what it was like, can we just say fuck everybody and tell them what happened yeah let's fuck I mean, everyone was, so all, all, all right i'm gonna let the cat out of the bag spoiler alert if you want to watch the movie you need to skip ahead about five minutes because we're going to cover it right now so the end of the movie they have this. So basically, what the movie's about, right? These Robert De Niro gets these relatives, and they can he convinces his relatives to go marry some Indians. Some uh, what? What are they? Uh, Indians that have been that have oil money. What? Well, what's the? Uh, it's the Osage. Osage. So they they marry the Osage, and then they start killing them off, so they get the rights to it. And Robert De Niro's character gets everybody to sign the rights over to him, so he just gets it all. And then the uh, it's not it's a story really about the FBI. It's the uh, Bureau of Investigations, what it's called. And so what what so this is set in the fifties or no? It's set in the twenties, twenties, thirties, forties. And so basically, 
they start seeing all these Osage getting murdered left and right. So the the precursor of the FBI starts it, and I like those characters. Those, yeah. those were cool. Yeah, that was. Great. And they'd meet out in the field in their little Model A's, like, "What'd y'all see today?" And they they had all the dirt on these motherfuckers. And Leo, like, he loved his wife, I guess, but he was killing her at the same time. Yeah, like she had diabetes and was giving her her insulin and a little extra, and it was just slowly killing her. And he was like, no, baby, it's fine. Then they started mixing. He started mixing in like some other shit with it. Yeah. Like just or- poisoning her. It was it was wild. And she survived is why they got caught. Yeah. And there was a scene at the end when she's like, is that all you gave me was insulin? And he just he's like, yeah, that's all it was. And she just walked out on like, ah, this is done. But he was like going to this court. It all took place in this like rural town. And then when they had the court case, it was packed. And there's like. Hundreds of people in there. It was like a huge story. And then instead of like finishing the trial, they cut to like, um, it was like a, like, like a radio, a radio show from like the fifties. Yeah. Like it, it's like uh WNBC and yeah. they're, they're doing that. It was like, so we got this, we got the microphones in our hands. You, you all can hear us, the listeners. It was like they, they would say, and Johnny poured a glass of water and then they would take they're the, doing the sound effects and sh- and pour it in front of the microphone, and you hear the boop, 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 boop. like NPR shit or something like that. You know, I mean, it was, it was, and that's how they ended it. Instead of so, to Mongo's point, the movie would have went another half hour, no longer, if they wouldn't another have done hour. that. Yeah, yeah, like to get through the court. So instead, they're like, ah, oh, let's just throw this radio shit together, and that's what apparently it was all along. Was you were listening to this radio. Uh, cereal or whatever. So you know, I was just, I was going to throw this into like my Mongo's moments. So are we ready for that? Up. Can we? Can, or yeah. are you guys going to go see this in the theaters now? Or did we uh, compel no, you to go no, see I know it? You're hungry no, for not. it. You fed me enough info. I don't need to watch it. Hey, I, I think they already covered the whole damn movie. You're welcome. Imagine what, what we just told you in what five minutes? Exactly. Forty nine hours. Yes. Forty nine <laughs> hours. Wow. Thank you. I just, oh my god. I just want to go home and watch my children grow up. <laughs> They grew up without you, pal. Yes, they did. <laughs> Noah has four children now. <laughs> There's always pictures of the wedding. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I did. Let's see. So now we've got Mongo's moments. Woo! I decided to throw out mentionable and just make it Mongo's, Mongo's moments. moments. Okay, because we know they're mentionable. They're mentionable because I wouldn't be mentioning them if they weren't mentionable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this movie. I decided to look it up when we were three hours in. <laughs> I decided to look it up like, dear Lord, how much longer can this movie be? Um, so it was up there. So what do you think? Like the And if you know the answer, if you already know the answer, do not answer. I feel like Chad I Mark, I feel like you know what the longest movie ever is. All I know is if this was a VHS movie like Titanic, you know how it came with two VHS cassettes? This would have came with six. Yes. I feel like if you went in a blockbuster looking for this thing, <laughs> I know what it is. You'd have to get a shopping the cart. The longest movie ever. Is it? Is it Schindler's List? No. I got one. Uh, it's Christmas story because it's on the loop for oh, 24 hey, hours. It is 24 hours long. Oh, hey, good job. You win. <laughs> I'm going to be. Uh, all right. What, what's your biggie? What do you think, Biggie? What do you say? Godfather. Godfather's long. Most people think it's God Gone with the Wind, which is close to that four is a hours. Long one. Yeah, it okay. is. But well, what is it really? 24 hours doesn't touch this bitch. Oh. <laughs> the Cure for Insomnia. What? Made in 1987 is 85 hours long. Is this a real movie? 
I'm it, looking it up now. It's over two work weeks. So <laughs> if you just went to went to work and you just watch movies all day, you couldn't finish this in two work weeks. <laughs> it's the cure for insomnia. Uh, I don't know. Is it is it because it's so long you'll eventually fall asleep? Uh, I don't know. So it's literally the cure for insomnia. Hey, here it is on IMDb. Anybody want to guess what the ratings are? I'm going to guess not great. 4.9 out of 10. But how many how many people finished it? Like, how many ratings are there? There's like seven? Uh, 404. 404. That's still pretty low. <laughs> Those people got paid for that. That movie has been around almost 40 years. See, I was going to say 42% out of 100. I was close. <laughs> you, you were right there. <laughs> I'm glad we know this movie exists now. All right. What else, Mark? How do you imagine your retirement? Well, a retired couple booked 51 back-to-back cruises I because it was cheaper than a retirement home. See, it's awesome. I saw this also, and what I wondered was, they only plan on living one year because eventually they got to go to a retirement home, right? <laughs> well, how long are these cruises, though? Are they could they be are they one week cruises? Are they? Yeah, are I they, thought they booked fifty one one week cruises. It doesn't say that. It just oh, says fifty one okay. back back to back cruises. Maybe mm. they were month long. That's at least a year. That's nice. Will they change adult diapers on cruises? I'm sure they will. If you add it into the uh, diaper package, it all depends. Instead of the alcohol package, (laughs) all inclusive, baby. It all depends on where you shit. Speaking of shit, speaking of shit, a a flight in London was canceled because somebody took a dump in the laboratory. Well, that's what you're supposed to do in the laboratory. Yeah, apparently it was so bad they had to cancel the flight. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) Due to smell or weight. (laughs) <laughs> who goes on a plane and goes straight to the crapper dude i i have i have taken at least 20 flights in my life i've never pooped on an airplane come on you can't that. tell dude. me you've never been hurting so bad in your gut that you were like i've got to get to a bathroom not now. on an airplane almost, i have oh, wow. i almost shit in a trash can in the hallway of a mall once but biggie can't even fit in the bathroom in those <laughs> well okay i wasn't gonna get into that but this last time i flew i went to uh, north dakota and back Three different flights. Well, what's cool? <laughs> hey, I on want the way up there, they messed our tickets up, so I got to fly first class. Discuss on the way I back, pissed. I didn't. Those things are so small that I can barely walk through them straightwise, right? Because the door's so small, and I'm fat and I'm wide. Well, when you got a poop real bad, it doesn't matter. And I had a belt on that was really tight. And when I sat down to poop, my butt cheeks didn't fit like. Like, I had one butt cheek that was, like, in the toilet, one that was off the side of the seat, and we're hitting turbulence, and I'm sitting there, and I'm holding on, and my pants are done around my ankles, and I can't, like, reach to where the toilet paper is, and I'm done pooping, and I ended up sitting there so long, my legs fell asleep, because I couldn't maneuver enough, because, like, everything's so tight. I felt like I had a street jacket on, (laughs) but I knew I couldn't hold it, and, uh... I was sitting there farting for a while before I went, and it was bad. So, uh, Good job I, uh, to stop. Yeah. As a kid, maybe those work. Maybe those work for like eight year olds, but for a grown man who weighs 300 pounds, I didn't know if I was coming back out of that thing. And this concludes Biggie's mentionable moments. <laughs> for now on, he's only got to fly Air Emirates. You ever see those airplanes? He could yeah. probably shit on that plane. Can we trade shit stories for a minute? Yes. Okay. So, there was one time I was at the town center mall. <laughs> I, w- I went out to eat with some of my friends. It was when Rio Grande's were everywhere. Okay. Yeah, that's a Mexican restaurant, yeah. children. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rio Grande number nine. <laughs> so, like Mambo number five. I went in there 
And I had the special Miguel. You guys ever read the special I've Miguel? I've had the special Miguel. Well, it did not agree with me. <laughs> not that night. And we were going to the movies, and I, I walked into the bathroom. What movie? I can't remember. <laughs> he didn't make it. Nah. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. Nah, me, man. I walked into the bathroom because it hit me while we were in the restaurant, and it looked like a chocolate person walked into the stall and just exploded. So I decided I'm just going to go, like, I'll go to the theater. I'll be okay. I can hold it. Well, we walk into the mall, and all of a sudden, you ever, the bubble guts, like, <laughs> like the demon bubble guts were yeah, in I, I'm aware. And I stopped and let them keep walking, and it hit me so hard that I was looking at a trash can, like uh, in the sitting in the hallway of the mall. And I was, I was. So this wasn't an anecdote. You really did. I was considering this. Oh, okay. I didn't do it, but I was considering. This is literally like Dick and Van Wilder. I think he did do it. No, no, no. So my plan was then (laughs) what I I switched from that to I wasn't moving because. Uh, you ever done the Gumby walk when you got a shit? You got to keep your legs straight and everything. Because if there's any bend at all, you know it's coming out. So, like, I'm not moving at all. Because I know another step and it's all over. So, I'm looking at the parking garage. And I'm just thinking, like, I'm just going to walk in there. I'm going to walk out to the parking garage. I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to, like, just tell them all that I forgot my wallet and went home. <laughs> I was just planning to shit myself in the parking garage. Oh, my God. So then they're all way up ahead of me. And they're like, they're like, Brad, come on. Come on. So uh, I start walking. And we go up the escalator. We're walking through the mall on our way to the theater. And the second my leg lifted a little bit on, the, right? on the escalator. Just, just the, my leg came up just a few inches, one in front of the other on the escalator. And there was just that sweet, sweet relief where a little bit came out. And the pain, the pain was so great that I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't can't do this. He's just like, I couldn't do it anymore. I let it all go, and like they're all up at the top of the escalator because they were way ahead of me, and they were waiting on me. And I'm <laughs> going without me. I'm I'm taking my pullover. I had a pullover off, and I'm taking it off and like tying the arms. Oh, uh, you had to tie it around your waist, waist and, uh, like a girl in her period. And from this moment forward, everything was slow motion <laughs> because somebody said. What's he doing? <laughs> you got a dart in your neck. It's like there's twenty people laughing at me, laughing at me, going, "He shit his pants." <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just tell everybody on a podcast about this? Um, and he used his real name. He did. <laughs> wait, <laughs> jokes on you, Monica. Wait, wait, wait <laughs> Brad. Wait. I like you, man, but you're crazy. <laughs> and if you all believe that, no, no that never happened. <laughs> what? Oh, shit. I can't, literally, I cannot top that. You got more moments. I got to wrap up the show after that. That was insane. A Florida businessman. <laughs> so feel free to cut that thing out. No, Just, no. Say it. It's there. I'm okay with it. Keep going. I'm okay with it. If There's you more? That. I got more shit stories. <laughs> Plenty of shit stories. Tune in next week. A Florida businessman took the skies 
to hunt down his wife's rare Rolls Royce after a brazen thieves stole the $250,000 luxury coupe from the, their garage in broad daylight. Bob Benio, 61, the owner of Ariel Banners, Inc., was so outraged by the September 21st heist, he, sat, he sent an airplane over Miami dragging an unusual banner. Stolen Purple Rolls, Rolls Royce, that's hard to say, <laughs> reward. Purple Rolls Royce reward. Followed by his cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Cleveland Browns have hired Benio to fly a banner in an attempt to recover the money Deshaun Watson stole. That's a good plan. I like that. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we talked about the movie. Let's uh let's talk about TV movies a little bit. Uh there's a reboot of Frasier. I saw. Yeah. Um, and there's hints of a reboot of Seinfeld or are any of you all Seinfeld fans? Definitely Seinfeld fans, but I do not want to reboot. I was just going to say, huge Seinfeld fan does not need a reboot. All it would do is take away from the previous show. These pretzels are making me thirsty. That's a junior mint! <laughs> That's a great episode. So, I, I like that. My favorite is probably when he's got a Kramer as a front porch mm. on his apartment. Mine is Marine Biologist George. Marine Biologist George, my favorite. All right, so I brought this up. My theory is if if they do reboot it or do a reunion, however they do it, this is how they do it after they get out of prison. It's yeah. been a long enough time. The Good Samaritan episode. The, good, but, yeah. the, the last episode, that's how they do it. So they started by they get out of prison and they started from there. Like, Have they been in prison the whole time? Like, that's it. All right. Like nothing happened. Damn, that's a harsh sentence for that. <laughs> NBC needs some money, though. They need something. A Washington driver was caught with an inflatable clown in the passenger seat of his car in an attempt to fool cameras and drive in the HOV Carpool lane. Yeah. In related news, the Oakland Raiders are planning on drafting the inflatable prop in the first round of the 2024 draft. You said Oakland. I did say Oakland. You dumbass. I am. I still call him Oakland. <laughs> Cymatch, a new dating app, claims to use AI. Did you guys hear about this? No. They claim to use AI to find your soulmate with only a face picture. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do is a face picture. Seems legit. Yeah. So, But a glitch in the app has resulted in every smoking hot female being matched with Pete Davidson. <laughs> and his zombie eye sockets. A Georgia woman returned home from vacation to find her home mistakenly demolished. <laughs> Neighbors apparently notified the demolition workers that it was the wrong home. <laughs> to which the demolition workers replied, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they left. If there's, a, if there's a better summary for Josh McDaniels as a head coach, I've not heard it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's mongo's moments all right ladies and gentlemen that does it all for us this week on the we don't know sports podcast thanks for tuning in and letting us invade your eardrums make sure you check out the other episode if you're interested in losing money or gaining money when it comes to your nfl bets we're gonna wrap up here and head over and do our nfl stone cold lead pipe locks but as always we appreciate your patronage and uh somebody won a mike vick jersey this week didn't they that's correct nfl's life first giveaway autograph 
Authentic Michael Vick still with tags. That's 48. 48 for the big boys, just in case. But uh, we try to do that stuff where we can and make sure we're uh, giving back to the fans that support us. That's a a lucky dog. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Until then, bye-bye.